Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Penn State 365 podcast presented by Happy Valley Insider of the Rivals Network. My name is Dylan Count Crowley, recruiting analyst, beat writer, a little bit of do it all uh, over at Happy Valley Insider. Today, I am joined by no longer a guest of the podcast, but uh, the newest member of Happy Valley Insider, somebody who will be uh, doing also a little bit of everything for us, helping out where he can. Marty Leap. Marty, everybody uh, who listens to the podcast knows you. It has been a long time since we've done the podcast as well. Uh, so I guess, uh, how about we uh, reintroduce you? Uh, what do you want to say to our fine listeners listening here today? Yeah, first and foremost, um, obviously very excited to officially be on board here at Happy Valley Insider. This is something we've been, excuse me, kind of talking about behind the scenes for a little while now. Um, for those of you who may not be completely familiar, I have written about Penn State football and basketball in some fashion for a long time, um, going all the way back to like 2013, 2014, something like that with Victory Bell Rings where we were together, Dylan. And then yeah. I went to Blackshoot Diaries in the spring of 2016, I think, 16 or 17, yeah. where again, you and I wrote together and um, – you know, I was with BSD up until this this month of June. I'll be wrapping up with them and moving on with Happy Valley Insider, and I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, Marty is a fantastic writer, great uh, great football and basketball mind, uh, did a great job for those uh, previous sites, and I'm sure he'll do a great job here at Happy Valley Insider. We're glad to have him on board, and I know Richie feels the same way about adding Marty to the group. Now, it has been a long time since we last recorded, like I said, as many of our readers know, and probably most of our listeners know, uh, we did over the spring also partner with the Locked On Nimi Lions podcast uh, that is hosted by Zach Seiko. Zach does a tremendous job. We love being partnered with Zach, and that partnership is not going away. We are still partnered with Locked On uh, Penn State. Uh, actually, is it Locked On Penn State or Locked On Nimi Lions? I, I got to remember. But either way, that partnership is not going away. That is going to remain uh, locked on any lines. It is, uh, my apologies, uh, is still going to be your day-to-day Penn State podcast here at Happy Valley Insider. But we are going to do the Penn State 365 podcast as well to help supplement that, give a little bit of a deeper dive into Penn State recruiting, Penn State on the field uh, or on the quadrant. Wherever else uh, topics may arise, we're going to talk about that in a little deeper sense here on the Penn State 365 podcast while the Locked On Indy Lions podcast is your nice, uh, more short-form short podcast to listen to on your daily drives. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be covering Penn State's first official visit weekend of June. It is a busy one. Uh, got 10 or 11 uh, official visits here on uh tap uh didn't really count but uh marty it is a busy weekend for penn state and it's it's actually one that for our first weekend of official visits here in june is is quite deep yeah it's a big weekend it's not just the number of guys you're bringing to campus it's who some of them are i mean obviously we're going to get into this but you have a guy like jalen harvey who is you know probably their top edge rush prospect you look at the interior defensive line, you know, two guys in Xavier Gilliam, Liam Andrews, who are very important recruits there, especially Andrews, um, you know, Juco, wide receivers. Like, it's not 
just the the sheer number of what they're bringing in because we're going to see weekends with more numbers than this. It's who they're bringing in. It's guys who, you know, it's important official visits for Penn State to try and lock up their recruitments, take the lead in their recruitments, maybe try and make up some ground. So it's going to be a very, very important weekend on that front. Very much agree with you there. Now let me pull up this uh, list here. Uh, let, let's we'll just kind of go through each player one by one, talk about their recruitments, how we feel for about the Nanny Lions' chances there in this weekend, and anything else we want to add. Uh, we'll start off with the easy one. Four-star linebacker Kari Jackson will be uh, on campus with his official visit this weekend. Most official visits for committed guys are happening over the next uh, two weeks, but Jackson will be on campus this week, which is beneficial to the, for Penn State to have one committed guy uh, with all these other uncommitted prospects or committed elsewhere prospects. Uh, Jackson, of course, the 193rd ranked player nationally on the Rivals, two, Rivals 250 rankings, the eighth best uh, inside linebacker in the country as well, committed to Penn State back in February. Nothing really new to um, – Put here, uh, Jackson's still firmly locked into Penn State. Uh, any thoughts quickly, Marty, on Jackson? Uh, I, I don't really think there's anything really to add here uh, personally. No, I think you know, you know, guys committed. He's very firmly committed, has been committed for, what, two, three, four months now. So, yeah, uh, yeah just one of those. I, I do think the only thing I'll add real quick is people, I think, sometimes tend to overlook these official visits. From guys who are committed, they're still very important because that's just part of continuing to build that relationship with mom, dad, brother, sister, grandma, grandpa, cousins, aunts, uncles, whoever it may be, you know, trainers, high school coaches. That That's where you continue to cultivate those relationships, continue to get to know each other and really kind of kind of fill out where you're going to fit within the program as both a player and a family. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Uh, well, let's go to our second guy, which is one of the more important guys on campus. I wouldn't say the most important, but one one of the top two, three guys. That's a four-star offensive lineman, number 179 nationally overall, 12th best offensive tackle. Liam Andrews out of uh, Brookline, Massachusetts, is a crewman, Marty, that uh, has been up and down for Penn State. Early on, they seemed like the leader. Uh, then it trended away from them for a while, but over the last few weeks and months the Denny lines are definitely trending back in positive direction for Andrews uh, right now everything is pointing well their way um, what's your thoughts on Andrews uh, heading this weekend I, I personally don't think it's a guy that we're going to maybe see commit coming out of this official visit but it's somebody that if Penn State does a great job with what you expect them to do on these official visits it may put them firmly in the lead and set a bar so high that it's hard for uh, Florida or anybody else to outdo the Nittany Lions. Yeah, I totally agree there. You know, I wrote on Happy Valley Insider earlier this week, so feel free to go check it out about kind of previewing this this visit a little bit. And I, I said that I think you could argue this is the most important visit of the weekend for Penn State because Liam Andrews, I mean, obviously here rivals, we have him ranked as an offensive lineman, as you said, but a lot of staffs um, – are recruiting him potentially as a defensive lineman. It, it doesn't matter. The kid's really freaking good. Um, I think there's a possibility you could see him move towards top 100 status when it's all said and done. This is that, you know, great to borderline elite guy you need to get in the trenches, whether it's on offensive or defensive line, 
to help you reach your ceiling as a program, to help you compete for a college football playoff berth. Um, and as you said, you know, late fall into the winter and early spring months, it looked like Penn State was trending in the wrong direction here. A lot of that stemmed from Andrews getting out and making other visits. But, you know, it's almost like those visits, as weird as it sounds, may help Penn State because after those visits, he comes back, visits Penn State again, and I think it was in March or April. And all of a sudden, it was like taking those visits paired with one more visit to Penn State kind of reaffirmed him why Penn State was the leader from the get-go. Definitely seems like this is a two-horse race here. Um, you mentioned Florida. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to commit. I think he'll also take that official visit to Florida. But I do think we see him probably committed sooner rather than later once both those visits are done. And like you said, Penn State probably has a great chance this opportunity or a great chance this weekend, excuse me, to put themselves in a position where they're truly in the driver's seat and uh, going to force the Gator coaches to have to really fight an uphill battle. Absolutely. And I should mention that coming into official visit weekend, the first official visit weekend, Penn State holds 14 commitments in their 2024 recruiting class, which ranks seventh in the rivals team rankings, the most recent uh, coming from quarterback Ethan Grunkmeyer out of Lewis Center, Ohio, who committed at the Ninny Alliance uh, just about 11 days ago, 12 days by the time you're listening to this podcast. But the Ninny Alliance had a great spring. We'll talk more about that after we're done with the official visits. But I agree with you, Marty, with everything you said on Liam Andrews. Uh, another guy we could talk about, maybe not the highest ranked uh, per se, and we will get to uh, – Harvey here in a second, who everybody, of course, is probably uh, wanting to hear about the most. But um, one that got scheduled today, and I don't actually have on the list and just remembered him, uh, is Pennsylvania defensive tackle David uh, Polly Polly, uh, who does, does look like he's getting to campus this weekend for an official visit. A little bit surprising because just as a few days ago, it seemed like that Michigan was going to be the only one who would actually receive his official visit, unofficial visit from him. The Wolverines are the firm leader out here, I would say, right now. But perhaps the Nittany Lions could claw their way back into this one with a strong uh, visit. But, I mean, Marty, based off everything we're hearing, uh, this one definitely seems like it's going to be a big uphill battle for Penn State, even though this is technically an in-state kid. At the same time, he hasn't been living in Pennsylvania all that long. He doesn't have that, you know, uh, connection to Penn State as maybe some other in-state kids do would have. And while the Nittany Lions uh, have, for lack of a better word, maybe slow play this one a little bit, Michigan's kept the the heat on Polly Polly, and it's been paying off with the Wolverines here. Uh, they have future casts in for him to land with Michigan, including one from myself. Um, this this is going to be a really important one for Penn State, especially with, with how defensive tackle recruiting is kind of going right now. Um, I'm not sure they're going to be able to get this one done, but this is surely one of the bigger ones uh, for Penn State this weekend. Yeah, getting him on campus this weekend, as you said, was important. It, it looks like there's a real possibility that uh, had they not been able to get him to campus this weekend, he probably takes that Michigan visit and commits to Michigan without an official visit. Um, yeah, the slow play thing was something I thought also. Now, I will say, I understand why some people are going to be upset if this doesn't work out with Polly Polly. He's an in-state kid, even though he's not a true in-state kid, as you mentioned big kid of different body type than what they have in the defensive tackle room right now. But 
Penn State appears to be in a really good spot with if you want to lump Liam Andrews in as a defensive tackle recruit, which I personally will do just because I think that's his best position in college. Um, they appear to be in a really good spot with their top three, arguably their top three defensive tackle targets in Andrews, Benedict Yume, who will commit or who will visit, excuse me, later this month and Xavier Gilliam, who we will get to. So if you land those three guys, you probably don't feel terrible if you don't land Polly Polly. Now that's not to say, you know, you, if you're the staff, you hope you knock it out of the park this weekend and, you know, you can flip his recruitment and gain momentum and finish it off and land him. But as long as you finish off those three guys that you appear to be in a really, really good spot for, you're going to feel okay if you don't land Polly Polly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If they can absolutely land those guys, uh, missing potential on Polly Polly becomes a little less. Um, uh, not painful, but it, it, the sting is takes is a little bit taken away. Uh, but that is also a big if. Uh, we'll see what they can do at that position. But definitely one official visit that probably shouldn't fly under the radar just because of his ranking. He may not be the highest ranked kid, but it sure certainly is one of the more important defensive. Sorry, one of the more important official visits this weekend. Uh, moving on to uh, a, let's talk about a trio kind of here quickly. Of Jalen Harvey, uh, Jalen Hornsby, and Xavier Gilliam, somebody you just mentioned. All three of these guys we currently have uh, future-casted to land at Penn State. Uh, Harvey has been future-casted for uh, nearly seven months uh, now, maybe even longer to land at Penn State. Hornsby and Gilliam, two guys we've uh, future-casted over this spring. Uh, let's Let's start with Harvey. Harvey has been to campus. This will be his 10th time. And those are just the ones that we know about. Uh, I don't think he's gone to any, gone to campus without us knowing yet, but it's at least 10 visits, which how many times do you see a kid take 10 visits to a school and then end up not committing there? I know uh, you can point to probably Julian Fleming, who if he didn't take 10, he got probably pretty close to taking 10 to Penn State. Uh, but, but Harvey, uh, Penn State has seemed to be the leader f- for the last six, seven, eight months. And there has been other schools that have pushed for him. Uh, USC, I think, is one to watch out for. Maryland, of course, as well. But going into this weekend, I, I feel like this is one that Penn State is going to, maybe out of all these prospects, push the hardest for an official visit Uh in the immediate, uh, I, I feel really good about Penn State's chances handing this one. My confidence that for them in that future cast is very high. Uh, I mean, I Florida has an official visit from him as well, uh, but I think if they can just go out have a great weekend with Harvey, the rest of the official visits for him may just be formality before we get to a decision. I know he's said he doesn't want to make a decision until potentially December, but I have a hard time believing that's what's actually going to happen. Yeah. As you mentioned with Harvey, I mean, this definitely is a long time has felt like a, when he's going to commit to Penn state night. If now to his credit, as you said, he's always said he's going to I'll take those official visits. Um, I'm with you. I think the staff is going to do all they can to wrap him up this weekend. That said, I think, you know what, if you're Jalen Harvey, you've come this far, you may as well take those other official visits. And I think that's probably what happens before he wraps up shopping this recruitment 
Um, I think something major would have to happen for him not to commit to Penn State. You said he's been on campus a bazillion times. He went to the same high school as Chop Robinson. Go check out the dude's social media for five minutes. You'll see Chop is like a big brother hero to him. So you know that's a factor here too when he sees the success Chop Robinson has had as an edge rusher at Penn State, wanting to follow in his footsteps. You know, if you're – I know it may sound silly, but that thing recruits itself, man. If you if you go to a high school and you're like, hey, this kid went to the same school as me, played the same position as me, now he's at Penn State and is on his way to potentially being a first-round pick in the NFL draft next year, I can do that too. That's a real thing. So that's a factor also. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Julian Fleming thing. You know, people remember that recruitment well. That was a little bit different because Julian did have a girlfriend on campus. So I think that uh, has much to do with those visits than is anything else. But That's yeah, right. Harvey's de- Har- Harvey's definitely one where it seems like if they don't wrap it up this weekend, whenever it does end, which will probably be at the end of official visits. So you know, he might be one of those kids. You know, that seemingly there's a hundred kids a year commit on the fourth of July. Maybe he's one of them. But um, it definitely seems that when that decision comes, it will be the Nittany Lions, and something would have to go pretty haywire here during the official visits for Penn State for them not to be the pick. I 100% agree with you if uh, my Google home went off. I apologize there. Um, Moving off, Harvey, uh, let's go to Jalen Hornsby, four-star wide receiver out of New Jersey, another guy that we feel pretty confident about Penn State's chances heading into this weekend. Uh, Let me pull up his profile here so I have all the correct information. Um, as I pull that up, what's your general thoughts on John Hornsby, Marty? Yeah, Hornsby seems like a kid who's been leaning Penn State for some time now with the Nittany Lions as the favorites. Um, for those who don't know, he recently transferred to Winslow Township High School in New Jersey. And again, for those who don't know, the head coach of Winslow Township is Bill Belton. The offense coordinator is Christian Hackenberg. Don't think I need to say much more there. Um, it's a two-fold thing. With him being there, obviously those two may not necessarily push him to Penn State, but they're going to have nothing but great things to say about their alma mater. Um, and also on top of that, Penn State is going to get a very honest evaluation from Hornsby, from that staff. We saw it last cycle with the Johnny Shakir. We'd see it again here. So, yeah, I think Hornsby – I personally won't be stunned if Hornsby wraps it up this weekend or shortly thereafter, but he definitely seems to be a kid who uh, Jalen Hornsby and committing to Penn State again is definitely one that seems to be when, not if. Yeah, I definitely agree with you now that I have his uh, profile pulled up here. Uh, does have the Penn State official visit this week and also has an official visit set to Rutgers and Texas A&M. Um, but I agree. I think you pretty much said all I would say. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, with the Johnny Shakur situation, how does that affect Penn State and their chances at Winslow? And I don't think it really affects Penn State's chances at Winslow at all. Not going to get too much information about uh, the Shakur situation, but that was a situation in which both Winslow and Penn State were on the same page with what was occurring uh, within that recruitment and where things had to go uh, at the time that occurred decommitted so there's definitely no hard feelings between Penn State and Winslow and of course with Bill Belton and Christian Hackenberg both there uh, that that will always help Penn State's interest in that school which has definitely produced quite a bit of talent here in the last few years located not too far from Camden uh, so they have a 
quite a bit of uh, nice talent there. I'm sure it's not the last time we'll be talking about Winslow Township and Penn State. Uh, let's move to Xavier Gilliam, somebody who's probably flown a little bit under uh, the radar here, uh, even on our boards, uh, probably don't discuss, discuss him as much as we should. Uh, does have an official visit to Penn State scheduled for this weekend. Maryland and Pittsburgh are also in the mix here for him. It's been a recruitment that seems like Penn State's been in the lead for him for a little bit now, uh, but he's been willing to take his time here. Uh, there's a few instances where we thought maybe he could commit sooner than later, but uh, it does look like an official, an official commitment could come sometime this month. Um, right now, I definitely said Penn State's in the lead, and this is a kid, Marty, that I'm looking at, and I could see him logging down his recruitment uh, coming out of this visit as ever, if everything goes well. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, you said this was a kid a few times now. It's looked like he may wrap things up. Um, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he's a kid who by the end of the weekend is on on board, you know, even if it's one of those ones where maybe we don't know publicly. Um, yeah, area kid, Gilman School in Maryland, where Penn State has recruited well in the past. And I agree with you on him being a kid that's not talked enough about. His film's really good. Um I think we probably have him a little underrated right now. I believe he's only a three-star. I think he's better than that. Um, and, again, as I said earlier in the podcast with Polly Polly, and this is something you know you and I have talked about a lot in group chats and sort of things. I've said all along, you can walk up Liam Andrews and Gilliam and then Benedict Yume. I'm going to be head over heels about this defensive tackle class. And uh, I, I think there's a good shot that you said Gilliam is one who they can walk down this weekend and, Rather it's known publicly or not, he's one that's probably in this class sooner rather than later, I think. 100% agree with you there. Um, and, you know, this is, again, we said it kind of before, but um, this is a deep uh, weekend for a first visit of June. Usually your first visit of June, you may bring in some of your uh, guys who are mid to lower range on your board, uh, try to run some, you know, new official visit ideas, use them as, I don't want to say guinea pigs, but as a test run for your bigger uh, fish down the road. But this is quite the big weekend for Penn State, and uh, it, it's just the start of what's going to be a really fun uh, June for Penn State fans uh, who follow recruiting. So be sure to go over to uh, Happy Valley Insider, subscribe to us right now. Uh, and get all the latest on Penn State's official visits uh, this week, next week, and the rest of the month. Uh, and before you know it, uh, football season is going to be here, and we'll have plenty of information on that as well. Uh, but never a better time to subscribe uh, over at Happy Valley Insider. Um, I guess that takes us to three-star linebacker Chris Cole, Marty. And, and Cole is somebody who's really just emerged, I would say, in the last – a uh, cu- couple weeks as somebody who is a serious option for Penn State. I mean, this is a very good offer sheet for Cole. Uh, Miami, Notre Dame, Penn State are all receiving official visits. But outside that, you got Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Nebraska, Stanford, Tennessee, Texas A&M, USC, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. This is a kid who has offers from all around the country. And the Nini Lions have really – uh, over the last few weeks, uh, really surged ahead in his recruitment, getting to that top uh, tier. Um, now, he has those three official visits set to Penn State, Notre Dame, 
I think I said Miami. He also has one set to Georgia. Um, and Alabama might also receive an official visit. So I don't think this is an official visit that's ending anytime soon. Uh, and George is also trending very well for him as well. Uh, but this is a big one for Penn State. They It seems like they're looking to add maybe one more linebacker to this class. Cole would definitely fit that. Uh, six foot three, 205 pounds. This is going to be a tough recruitment the rest of the way. So Penn State has a big opportunity here to kind of set a high bar, kind of like we said with Andrew, set a high bar. And you kind of have to hope that that high bar just sticks throughout the rest of recruitment because he is about to take some really good official visits when you look at that. I mean, Miami, Notre Dame, Georgia, uh, and possibly Alabama. I mean, you're going up against a gauntlet here if you're Penn State and trying to land Cole. So you got to hit a home run this weekend with the uh, Virginia linebacker. Yeah, you know, you mentioned this is a recruitment that's really started to take off here lately. Um, and I feel like that's where it's at. You know, those are always tough ones to gauge. I'll be curious to see what happens. You know, like you said, I, they're, unless something crazy just goes spectacularly well for Penn State, it's hard to envision them wrapping this one up this weekend. Um, I will say, though, Typically in recruitment, you want one of two. You either want that first visit or the last visit when it comes Absolutely. to a physical visit season. Um, you either want to set the bar or be the lasting memory. So for Penn State, again, similar to Andrews, try and set that bar to where – now this one's much different because they said Liam Andrews, it looks like it's Penn State or Florida. With Chris Cole, he's going to have suitors from all over the place. Um, and just being still somewhat new to the recruiting process, he's going to want to take those visits. Excuse me, but um, it does feel like if you're Penn State, you want to blow this out of the water this weekend, set that bar high, and then just go from there and see what happens as he starts taking other visits. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting one. Uh, this is one where I could see Penn State landing him. I, I can, but at the same time, um, when you're going up against the likes of Georgia, Miami, Alabama, uh there's a lot of a lot going on in that recruitment, uh, and those uh, SEC teams in Miami can, uh, you know, throw some little extra things also uh, more at Cole that that maybe Penn State would possibly be able to do. Uh, if I, I think our listeners get what I'm saying there, um, moving off Cole, we'll talk about these two offensive linemen together: Derek Plaz, Ty Elton, two guys that may be down the board for fans a little bit but these are two guys Penn State is definitely eyeing up for that uh, last I guess you could say offensive tackle spot in the 2024 recruiting class there are other guys out there like a Kevin Haywood who they're still trying to set up an official visit to uh, is an official visit necessary for Haywood since he's been a canvas a ton probably not but uh, you if you're Penn State you'd still love to get him on campus uh, if possible, and they're still trying to do that. But in the meantime, you can't put all your bags, eggs in one basket, and that's why they're, again, Plaz and Heldon on uh, campus this weekend. Both guys have uh, quality offer sheets. Um, I'm looking at Plaz right now, uh, over 30 offers, taking official visits to Duke, Miami, North Carolina, Penn State, also has Florida State high on his list. Um, and then with Ty Helton, you're looking at offers uh, from like Florida, Florida State, Iowa State, Miami, uh, Pittsburgh, Texas A&M, 
Uh, and of course, Penn State, he also has an official visit set up to Florida. Hel- uh, sorry, Hilton, not Hilton, Hilton, Ty Hilton. Um, I'll be honest, Hilton's somebody I'm still kind of getting a grasp of his recruitment. So I really don't have a ton of ads right now. I will try to add more here uh, on Happy Valley Insider in the next few days. Florida, I would say, is probably the favorite for him right now. Uh, but Penn State has a chance here to make some noise on this official visit this weekend. While with Plaz, that's a guy that we've kind of had on our radar now for a little uh, longer. Uh, definitely somebody I can see uh, landing at Penn State, but I do think it's going to be hard to take him away from the likes of Miami, North Carolina State, and Florida State. Um, he does have a verbal commitment date set as well. He'll be committed uh, – on September 23rd. So we still have some time here uh, until a decision is made for him. Uh, But Penn State gets the first visit here. Yeah, you know, you mentioned these offensive tackles here, and it's kind of hard to judge. I mean, Hilton definitely seems to be like a bit of a long shot. I'm a little surprised we're even getting him up for an official visit. But, hey, you, you get a kid on campus for an official visit, and just at that point anything can happen. And as for Plaz, like you said, he's one that's been on the radar a little bit longer. Might be tough to pull away from some of the Southern schools, but Phil, Phil Troutwine has been about as hot as any offensive line coach on the recruiting trail for about the last calendar year or so now. So, um, yeah, let's see what he can do. They definitely want to add another offensive tackle to this class. This offensive line class is very solid, but you definitely want – it's not because of the class because you have two really good tackle prospects in Garrett Sexton and Egan Boyer – just to make up of the roster, you're going to probably want one more true tackle in this class if you can get them, or at least one more guy capable of playing tackle. So uh, we'll see where this goes. But these are definitely two, two, uh, two recruitments where I wouldn't I wouldn't hold your breath too much. Yeah, these are definitely uh, recruitments that we should probably, if you're a Penn State fan, you should probably um, put a little bit down on your sheet of guys that to expect to come in from. It's still possible, uh, but definitely wouldn't hold my breath, like you said. Um, that being said, Plaza they have been pushing hard from, and he's from Florida, very not too far away from Jacksonville, if I remember correctly. Uh, so you can uh, be assured that uh, Jay Wan Sider is also going to be a part of that official visit, uh, trying to get him uh, to join the main lines, uh, another kid from Florida possibly. Uh, and one guy we actually – player we actually – went over, uh, skipped over, is uh, Baltimore safety Dewan Lane, teammate of uh, Xavier Gilliam at uh, Gilman School in Baltimore. 237 nationally, uh, 18th best safety in the country. This is a kid that Penn State feels very good about from last time I uh, talked to uh, somebody familiar with the recruitment. So Penn State feels good about this one. I don't see any reason they shouldn't uh, feel good about him coming into this official visit. I think, Marty, this is Penn State's recruitment to lose. Totally agree. Lane's another guy I wrote about on Happy Valley Insider this week about previewing his visit, and he's a guy I'm very high on. Another guy I think is a little bit underrated maybe. Really, really good football player. Really good football player. Can be a really good safety. High football IQ. Great instincts, which is always vital at the safety position. Um, yeah, I, I think he's one that doesn't get talked about enough, but, and I mentioned this in my article, it's kind of fitting because he's a guy who doesn't talk a lot. 
Um, he, he's a guy who has never really been about playing the recruiting game and just kind of quietly goes about his business, which has definitely been a factor in the way his recruitment's gone. But yeah, I think this is one Penn State fan should talk about more and should focus on because I think there's a real good shot. DeJuan Lane winds up in this class. I think DeJuan Lane could, and this is saying something with the direction in which this defensive class is trending. I think DeJuan Lane could wind up being one of the best defensive players in this class. Agreed. And uh, it is uh, worth noting, I mean, he is a he is a bigger safety here, uh, six foot three. So, I mean, it, they're recruiting him as a safety, and I think that's definitely where he's going to start his career at the next level. But this is a kid that, depending on what happens, could easily uh, develop into a linebacker at the next level as well. Yeah, very, very similar to the Dakari Nelson build. Yep. Um, not quite the caliber of an athlete Dakari Nelson is. That's why Dakari Nelson was a top 100 prospect. But um, build-wise, very, very similar to Dakari Nelson and to where, man, if he can stick at safety, you got something real special. But, yeah, I, I think Lane is going to be a tremendous football player in college. Absolutely agreed with you. Um, and finally, uh, this is one that another guy who's probably really flown on the radar for Penn State. But strangely enough, somebody that I I just – with very little information on his recruitment, I'll be honest, I just feel like this is a kid that could end up at Penn State. Uh, and obviously he's taking a physical visit there, so the interest is very high. But – Something just tells me that Penn State has a really, really good shot here. I don't know if a commitment comes this weekend, but uh, Juco cornerback Sian Luale, uh, he's out from San Mateo out in California, Six foot four, 185, also has an official visit, I believe, uh, coming up uh, to Utah, but just something about this, I think. I mean, this kid obviously has high interest in Penn State. He's coming all the way from out in California. You look at what Penn State's done at the cornerback position on the recruiting trail and on the field the last few years with Terry Smith. I you, I just got a feeling about this recruitment, Marty. I just got a feeling. Uh, this is the exact type of kid that Penn State loves at cornerback. I mean, extremely tall, great length. Uh, with Terry Smith's coach and this – has star potential written all over it if he would land at Penn State. Yeah, and I think one thing here too, and uh, this is also something I wrote about on Happy Valley Insider this week with him. Look at Penn State's cornerback room going into 2024. There's going to be a lot of playing time available. Yeah. Um, Caleb King is going to move on to the NFL. Johnny Dixon is going to move on to the NFL. Daquan Hardy may move on. Um, there's going to be a lot of playing time available. That obviously is always, always important in any JUCO recruitment. And then combine that with what you said, Terry Smith has very quietly become one of the absolute best cornerback coaches in the country. Um, you, you look at what he's done his entire time at Penn State, you know, taking guys like a Grant Haley or a Christian Campbell and putting them in the NFL. And then you have Imani Oruarie, who's very quietly become a very good ball hawking corner in the NFL. Joey Porter Jr., who just went 32nd overall and honestly should have been a first-round pick and was an All-American. Kalen King is going to be an All-American and be, I feel comfortable in saying, but I said this last this time about JPJ, Kalen King will be a first-round pick if he doesn't get hurt. Um, Johnny Dixon's going to have a long, successful NFL career. So just Terry has 
quietly become one of the best developers of cornerback talent in the entire country. That is why Penn State secondaries have been as good as any team in the country for the last four or five years. And it is why, you know, cornerback is starting to, to an extent, be in the same boat as running back or tight end of Penn State, where, you know what, things are going to take care of themselves and they're going to be just fine. But combine that with the fact that there will be plenty of playing time available in 2024, um, you've got to like Penn State's odds with any sort of Juco corner. You summed it up great right there, but that is, I believe, every official visit that we know of so far for this weekend, there's always a chance that other ones get uh, canceled or um, scheduled here. So we'll definitely keep everybody up to date or at a Happy Valley Insider. Be sure to go over there and subscribe. Uh, let's see what else there's quickly to talk about. Worth noting, it does look like... Um, Jeremiah Smith is no longer taking his official visit to Penn State. That was scheduled for later in June, but uh, that is no longer happening. Penn State had, let's be honest, practically no shot in that recruitment at all uh, anyway. So it's really now no longer a waste of time, I guess you could say. I know I know the staff isn't going to look at it that way, but Marty, I think we can both agree Penn State's chances there were slim to none. Uh, if he's not landing at Ohio State, he's going to land at Georgia, in my opinion. Um, uh, Nitro Tuggle uh, was uh, supposed to be on campus this weekend. That got canceled as well. Uh, DeSoto, Texas cornerback Mario Buford has scheduled an official visit for June 23rd. Uh, and I guess the other thing worth mentioning right now is oh, Ernest Willer. So that uh, we did, as many probably saw on Twitter, we confirmed that he was taking an official visit to Penn State uh, supposedly this weekend. Uh, however, that official visit got canceled uh, very quickly. Uh, and now uh, he is not taking an official visit. Will he take an official visit at some point, maybe in the fall? I wouldn't roll it out. Uh, he is uh, still somebody to monitor when it comes to Penn State. We'll see what happens with Willer. Uh, his recruitment is going to be an interesting one over the next few months. Uh, Marty, I guess quickly, let's just talk about Penn State's 2024 recruiting class entering official visits. Uh, I wanted to talk about this at the top, but kind of forgot to. So let's talk about it now. Penn State, as I mentioned a little earlier, it's 14 commitments in the 2024 recruiting class, seventh in the rivals team recruiting rankings. It's been a great spring for the Nina Lions. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, it started off with Cooper Cousins all the way back in uh, December, uh, January of 2022, and then they didn't get a commitment until nearly a year later with Anthony Specka. And then Kari Jackson really at the end of February is what set off the dominoes. Since then, Kari Jackson, Kenneth Wosley, Luke Reynolds, John Mitchell, Quinnen Martin, Antoine Belgrave-Shorter, Caleb Brewer, Donovan Harbour, Garrett Sexton, Egan Boyer, Corey Smith and then Ethan Grunkmeyer have all joined the class since then. Um, it's probably not going to finish in the top seven or maybe even the top 10, barring some potential commitments they may be able to get here down the line. If they do, then that's possible. But, Marty, this is still shaping up to be a very good top 15 recruiting class for Penn State. Uh, and the only reason I say it probably won't finish as high as they are right now is just because they are at 14 commitments. We'll see how many more they take. But um, depending on that star power they get the rest of the way, uh, it definitely could finish higher. But overall, right now, 
Penn State fans have to be very happy with this recruiting class. I mean, even with Grunkmeyer, that's a kid that may not be that highly rated right now. But you look at his game, you look at Michael Van Buren's game, and I'm not so sure that Grunkmeyer is that much different than Michael Van Buren, who Penn State obviously wanted, but ended up committing to uh, Oregon just the day after Grunkmeyer committed to Penn State. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I, I I like Grunkmeyer more than Van Buren, to be honest. I think Van Buren is a more polished product right now, but I think because of the size difference, Grunkmeyer has a higher ceiling. Um, I like this class, man. There, there's a lot of good going on here. Luke Reynolds, as you know, as we've talked about off the air and in text messaging a lot, I am a big, big Luke Reynolds guy. Um, yeah, Luke's really- been phenomenal this spring. Yeah, I mean, he's been shooting up rankings everywhere i'm sure when we do our next update here at rivals he's going to climb absolutely um he had a great showing at the elite 11 in state college when was that two weeks ago now or whatever it was yes um i believe if i remember correctly he also had a really strong showing at under armor camp um yeah kid is an athletic freak in, in, in some ways his recruitment reminded me of tyler warren's and he was yeah. a kid who played quarterback obviously a much better athlete than Warren and you know, they're two very different tight ends because Warren's the big bruising blocker, but this year he's going to play tight end in high school, which I think is going to really just continue to cause his stock to skyrocket. Um, Quentin Martin, he's the guy I feel like you just have to mention because he's such an incredibly yeah. talented football player. Um, I feel like he's going to be one of those guys who's going to come to campus and no one's going to talk about him enough on the way here just because he's been a kid who, Honestly, I'm sure you agree with me. It almost feels like he's been committed to Penn State for like two years because Penn State has been on him so hard for so long. Yeah. He's on campus so often, and Penn State was viewed as the leader for so long before he committed. And those kind of kids are the ones you kind of overlook and forget about sometimes. But, man, Quentin Martin is a player. Um, he's the best, in my opinion, right now, regardless of classification, probably the best football high school football player in the state of Pennsylvania. I agree. And what what I'm really excited about with this class is, you know, I, I think in the trenches, this could be a big one. This offensive line class is really good, really good. This defensive line class, as we've hit on, if they hit on their top targets, and it's not just hitting on top targets, it's hitting on kids you seem to have some pretty comfortable leads for. Sure. This could be one of the best defensive line classes James Franklin has ever signed. Um, Agreed. And. Games are one of the trenches. Games are one of the trenches. So I, I'm really excited about where this class is going. Um, Corey Smith, another kid that doesn't get talked about enough. His film is really fun, really good running back. To, I mean, he'll be a good running back one in a lot of classes. Yeah. So to have him as running back two is saying something. But just, yeah, it's it's a really good class. And this is something I know I've talked about with Penn State on the pod over the course of the last year or two. They're really starting to stock. Like, they're, they're really starting – to kind of stack these classes sure. where you look at that 2022 class or the 2023 class, excuse me, or 22. I'm sorry. I got me the 2022 class. I apologize. Yeah. Hey, all good. With, all good. With Nick Singleton, with that crew, that, that was that class in my opinion was the best class James Franklin assigned. 2021 was a really good class. I had no business being as good as it was between COVID and the 2020 season and all of that. And now you're looking at this class, as long as you don't, something doesn't go catastrophically wrong between now and signing day, you're going to put together the best three-year recruiting cycle they have in the Franklin era. And with the playoffs set to expand to 12, 
man, it's just Penn State, and especially if anything this fall goes anywhere near as what people are anticipating, should be in a really good spot for a really good time or a really long time, excuse me. Agreed. And uh, just some guys that I currently have future cast of the land at Penn State uh, in this class. Uh, and notably, I did uh, recently mark uh, William Satterwhite as unlikely to land at Penn State. Um, Penn State did a really good job there for the most part of all they could. Uh, but it really does seem like he's one of those guys who wanted to go south. And once those teams from the south started pushing, uh, Penn State's chances dwindled. And it, it, I'm not even sure he makes it back to campus at this point. Um, so he so he is now marked as unlikely. Uh, Dominic Nichols, somebody who was once a Penn State lean, uh, Penn State's no longer pursuing. Uh, so he is also marked as unlikely. But that being said, guys who I do have future cast at Penn State – Xavier Gilliam, somebody we talked about, Jalen Harvey, Jalen Hornsby, uh, and a new one, Malachi Williams out of Philadelphia. Really nice defensive end prospect who's really risen this offseason. Uh, I think Penn State has a great chance there. Notre Dame was one of the leaders there for a long time, uh, but he is, uh, sounds like no longer taking an official visit to Notre Dame. Uh, let me read uh, my what I actually got told earlier here. Um Notre Dame doesn't know when Williams is going to official visit. Uh, they do have another defensive end, Elijah Russian, visiting in next week as well. Uh, so it, it's kind of a spot where Notre Dame is uh, – it, it sounds like to me Williams would be cool for Notre Dame, but he's not exactly at the top of the board at this moment either. Uh, and with that, Penn State is now seemingly in the driver's seat. Pittsburgh and Syracuse, I believe, are also set to – uh, get official visits here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, but I like Penn State chances there a lot. Uh, but, Marty, if Penn State could land uh, Williams, uh, Harvey, Gilliam, that is one hell of a defensive line uh, haul for the Ninny Lions. And that's not mentioning a guy like potentially Liam Andrews or Benedict Uma. Yeah, man, like I said, I, I... – you never in recruiting, you never want to put the horse ahead of the cart or the cart ahead of the horse, excuse me, especially yeah. in the era of NIL. But man, it it seems very possible, if not likely, this team ends up with a defensive line class of Xavier Gilliam, Benedict Yume, Liam Andrews, Jalen Harvey, Malachi Williams. That would be the best defensive line class, in my opinion. Penn State is signed in the James Franklin era. And then you throw in, like, I know we kind of, this is going to be a topic for another day in the pod, and we kind of talked about this thing in our group chat. But, like, they might just mess around and land Jamonte Waller. Yeah, that's somebody we didn't mention today. But If If you do that to go with, I mean, man, an edge class of Waller, Harvey, and Williams, especially the way that kind of the, the 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 pass rush specialty of Harvey and Waller pairs off of Williams' ability to kind of be that more traditional three-down strong side defensive end. Like, man, that's that's some good stuff. That's the kind of stuff that you saw Clemson do at their peak when they were, you know, competing for national championships and running the ACC because their defensive line was just too much for offensive lines to handle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just – I think in general for Penn State – if you're a Penn State fan, 
it's it's an exciting time because you see the way they've recruited the last few cycles. Yep. You see what this class could be, and you look at what you did last season on the field and what you expect to happen this season. You feel like maybe even closer than they were in 2017. This team is right there. If it's as close, it feels like as they've been in the James Franklin era, finally taking that next step, kind of finally getting over that hump. Um, maybe it's not fair to say it's close. They were in 17 because in 2017, they were 12 minutes away from doing it against Ohio state. Sure. But uh, yeah, you, you can see that the man, the program as a whole, they're right there. They are on the doorstep of finally taking that step. And I don't necessarily want to say from great to elite as the, the quote, the infamous speech from James, yep. but they're on that doorstep of if nothing else, definitely solidifying themselves as a top 10 program in the country. And that part of that is what, how it looks this, this recruiting class, especially on the defensive line could finish out. 100% agree uh, with you there. Uh, any other thing you want to talk about recruiting wise? I think we covered it all. Uh, I will say going forward, the plan is for the Penn State 365 podcast. We will, uh, we are planning on doing at least one of these episodes each week of June for the official visits. July, we may uh, do an episode two as well when uh, commitments come uh, or any news uh, breaks. Uh, don't forget, Locked On Indy Lines is your go-to daily podcast for everything Penn State Athletics. Uh, we love Zach and Locked On Indy Lines. They've done a great job in our partnership. We will be on that all the time. And don't forget, you can also find Adam Friedman, uh, Clint Cosgrove, Richie, uh, and more from Rivals all on that podcast. Uh, we're always talking about Penn State recruiting. If you're not subscribed, which I absolutely suggest you should be subscribed, uh, to our podcast before Ma- Marty joined the staff. He was uh, part of our subscriber base and Marty would uh, definitely, I think agree that we provide great information on a daily basis about Penn state recruiting. Um, but if you're not subscribed, don't do yourself a disservice. Listen to locked on any lines, listen to the Penn state 365 podcast because we're probably giving away more information that we should than we should on these podcasts. Uh, but we do that because we like talking Penn State recruiting. We like giving you guys information. Um, and if you're not going to fall, maybe if you're not going to subscribe, at least create a free account. Come talk uh, on our free boards about Penn State recruiting. We always have great conversations over there. Uh, and you can also uh, always come and check out our uh expert Q&As that we do every couple weeks on the free board as well, where you can ask any Penn State recruiting question, any Penn State on the field question, we'll answer it to you. No no, no BS. We'll give you the straight answer. So there's always chances to get great recruiting information over at Happy Valley Insider and on our podcast uh, here at Penn State 365 and, and on Lockdown Indian Lines to get all your Penn State recruiting information. Uh, but we would – Greatly appreciate it if you could, if you are willing to go subscribe, I should say, over at Happy Valley Insider, PennSade.Rivals.com. Now that I got that spiel out of the way, Marty, any final thoughts? No, I just agree with everything you said. You know, definitely go over, check it out, subscribe. Um, you know, <clears throat> last summer, Dylan, I know I told you this repeatedly, um, you were killing it on the on the recruiting beat. There were definitely 
in some pretty big time recruitments from last summer. You were the first one to get some scoop on some things. So like you said, if you're not, if you're not subscribed to happy Valley insider, you're missing out. And, uh, the, the only other quick comment I would have on recruiting. Don't overlook how happy the Penn state staff is that somehow, some way Delaware and UMass are both, 330 kids. Yeah. Because nowhere in UMass are two games. You're going to have to fight, scratch, and claw to get kids to visit. And a 330 kick over a noon kick, which I assume both those games would be, will definitely lead to at least a handful of kids who are not going to be at those games getting there. So don't, uh, anytime you think start times for games don't matter if it's not a night game, trust me, it does. And those are going to be two examples of it. Yeah, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to toot my own horn, and I do want to say one thing about the quick schedule, schedules quickly. But I'm not one to toot my own horn. But uh, yeah, I mean, last summer I thought we did kick ass over at at, at Happy Valley Insider. We were uh, ahead on quite a few stories, but also uh, so far in the 2024 recruiting class, we were ahead, and we were the first ones to talk about Quinn and Martin and his eventual commitment to Penn State. We were ahead of that. Uh, we, I believe, are ahead of some other things as well here at Happy Valley Insider. And I suggest, again, take a free trial. Just try us out uh, if you want to get the most up-to-date Penn State recruiting information. Um, but if you don't want to, at least, like I said, join the free board. You still get plenty of information there. Um, the scheduling, um, Marty, uh, definitely agree. Uh, with uh, Delaware uh, and uh, UMass 3.30 p.m. kicks, that Delaware game, Peacock exclusive, of course. Uh, but also, I mean, uh, you, you look at that schedule, first four games of the season, all on different uh, networks or streaming services, NBC, Peacock, Fox, CBS, but also two night games to start the season uh, there in West Virginia and uh, against West Virginia and then against Iowa. But also – Penn State has to be absolutely fan, uh, absolutely happy with uh, the November twenty fourth now Black Friday kickoff against Michigan State at Ford Field. No longer do they have to go to East Lansing this year, a place of nightmares. Uh, so I think they're also happy about that, uh, to say the least. Uh, but any ultimate final thoughts, Marty? No, I, I agree that the the East Lansing thing is big. Um, I mean, I never was a fan of East Lansing to begin with, but after Mark D'Antonio kicked up that thunderstorm with his weather machine in 2017 and potentially derailed Penn State's college football playoff dreams in the process, I'll forever hate that place. But uh, no, it, it, just as a fan, man, to have on Black Friday night, be able to prop my feet up, warm up some leftovers from Thanksgiving, crack open a beer and watch Penn State play at 7.30 on NBC, that's going to be a lot of fun. And at Ford Field at a, at a, at a pro stadium, be cool. It'll be fun, and hey, you never know. Maybe that'll be the uh, the first of back-to-back weeks we're watching Drew Aller tear up a uh, Big Ten defense. Yeah, I was going to say, stadium. is that the first of back-to-back uh, NFL uh, neutral site games for Penn State? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but it is sure to be an exciting summer in Happy Valley, and it is sure to be an exciting 2023 season in Happy Valley, and be sure to stay up to date with it all, with, with it all at Happy Valley Insider. Uh, at pennstate.rivals.com and be sure to look at, be on the lookout for all the recruiting information coming out this weekend. And we'll talk to everybody later here on the Penn State 365 podcast uh, to recap this, this weekend and preview next weekend as well. Uh, thank you again, everybody, and have a great weekend.